Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Lori Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. All right. Hello. We have Corey Smith with us. So Corey, for those of you who don't know Corey, is the owner of Black Wednesday, which is a Charlotte-based marketing and PR company focused on personifying brands through creative, innovative, and organic strategies. And she is very unique in the way that she helps people with their brands and telling their stories and consulting social media. I took a really cool class with you, I guess it was before the pandemic. Yeah, a while ago. You taught me so much about social media and how to get out there. And you're, you're really um, an amazing practitioner. Welcome to Love on the Go. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Corey, you know, you're dressed in black. I have my, I'm wearing my black sweater, but I'm also mm-hmm. wearing a white shirt. <laughs> what, tell us what the origin of your company's name, Black Wednesday, where did it come from? Yeah. Um, well, I guess wearing all black, I mean, I've probably worn all black for at least a decade. Um, and so it very much became a part of like my personal brand. Like yep. you can sort of pick me out more easily, especially in the South. I feel like in New York, I would just blend in, whereas right. in the South, I definitely stand out a bit. Um, so that had become a part of my personal brand. And then when I was thinking about starting a company and what to name it. Um, I wanted black to be in the name. And then I also wanted something that would be um, like, that would sort of normalize the word black, because I think a lot of people have like different perceptions about what having the word black in your, in your company name means. And so um, I settled on Wednesday for a few reasons. Um, I, you know, I really like Wednesday Adams. Um, and, but also that I knew that the type of personality I have and the type of service that we would offer would be unique and different and a little bit unexpected. And, and that can be a little scary for people, but it attracts the right people. And it sort of like scares away the wrong people. Um, and, and we just sort of do things differently. And that's sort of like the whole, um, concept of Wednesday Adams. She's just a little different and weird. Um, and so I like that. And also, um, I really like the day of the week because, um, most people think it's not that great. It's sort of like probably the least exciting day of the week. And so through marketing, you can make anything exciting if you work hard enough. So we're making Wednesdays cool. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's like a little bit of the background there. I think that's great. And anyone who's listening to this needs to go to Corey's Instagram and look at her photos from her wedding. Oh yeah. It, please describe what you did for your wedding. Cause it was so unusual. Yeah. Um, we wanted to keep it casual. Um, and we don't really have, 
you know, any sort of religious leanings. And so we didn't want to go like a traditional church route. And so we chose to um, get married at the historic Elmwood Pinewood Cemetery in, in Uptown Charlotte because we take our dogs walking there and it's just beautiful. It's like a very gorgeous place. And so we did our um, like 10 minute ceremony there right. in the middle of the cemetery. Um, and then we did a reception at a hotel in South Park that had like a really nice rooftop. Um, but yeah, so, so our wedding was very short and sweet and I had a black dress and everything was like, our flowers sort of looked dead and it was just very <laughs> special. It was a very, really beautiful day for us. I love it. And your husband was just fine with that concept and yeah, so actually it's funny because um, I always wanted to get married in a cemetery, but he <laughs> didn't. He didn't really know that. Um, but he like sort of came up with the idea, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, that's a great idea! We should do that." So it was sort of like his idea, actually, um, which was cool. We had um, the other option was um, we had asked if our favorite nursery would let us. Um, get married in one of their greenhouses and they have never really hosted things like that. And they just were like, this sounds like something that we just couldn't activate on. So our set, our next choice was the cemetery and they were thrilled to have us. So it was very fun. It's, it was the most creative thing I've ever seen in my life, probably. So kudos to you. So Thank let's you. talk about your relationship journey. You know, I, I remember talking to you years ago about um, just even filling out a profile to be in my database. And I remember you looking at me, tell me if you remember this, Corey, and you saying, I just don't know if you're going to meet the kind of guy that is right for me. I don't know. You, you, you had a very specific kind of guy in mind. Mm -hmm. And so tell me about your, tell me all about it. And also what your age is would be interesting to know too. For yeah. Them. So I just turned 37 okay. last week, um, or we can have go. And, um, yeah, I, I think when we had that conversation, I was very, um, I was in the phase where I just, I don't think I had given up, but I think I had started to come around to being okay with potentially being single forever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what that meant for me from like a gut getting listed or, or trying to have someone help me meant that like my standards would be extremely high because I was right. sort of already like not committed to being alone, but I was like in acceptance mode of that. And so mm -hmm. like for someone to change my mind would be pretty unrealistic um because when I'm very decisive like once I make up my mind about something it's like pretty hard to change it um and so enter my husband yeah I mean I'll be happy to tell you all about that um yeah but he definitely undid all of that belief system and it took him a long time to do that it's very um he's just a special person that um was able to do that magically somehow I have no idea well, I want to get to that, but let's back it up a little bit, if you don't mm -hmm. mind. So obviously, you know, you'd had relationships prior to that. Was was there something that happened with one of the more recent relationships prior to meeting your husband where you were like, no, I'm just done for right now. And I need to just sit back, work on me, enjoy my mm -hmm. life, 
and just accept? Like, were, was there something that catapulted you to that, to that point or like what happened in your previous relationships? Yeah. And what did you I, learn from them? Yeah. I think I should also give the disclaimer that mm -hmm. I'm a bit different in that I didn't date a lot um, okay. because I was very much already in a very serious relationship with Black Wednesday. Um, and yes. so um, I, that was very much where 110% of my attention would go. That's the only place I wanted to put it. And so mm. that was sort of an election that definitely hindered my interest in dating and also like my capacity to date. Um, I think I saw people here and there, but I have, I had not prior to my husband, I had not been in a, in a committed relationship since I was in college. So that okay. would have been 15 years ago. Wow. Um, okay. So, so you know, I, like I said, I saw people, we dated, like maybe we saw each other for six months, but like we hadn't labeled it, whatever. So like I've had like some relationships, but really nothing like super serious for a very long time. Okay. Um, but there was an instance with a partner uh, a few years ago that really ended really terribly. Um, and this was a person that I very... I very much trusted and I really thought that like I had given my whole self to that person and they crushed me. And so I was not really, you know, when you give that to somebody mm -hmm. and you think like, okay, like this is really what love is. Mm -hmm. And then they like pull the rug out from under you. Yeah. It's hard because that's not really what love is because like love wouldn't do that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, I was just like, okay, well, if the person that you think loves you the most is going to do that to you, then like, really like, what is love? Like, mm -hmm. does it exist? You know? Um, yes. And so I think that was sort of the moment, like that sort of where I was like, okay, like I'm gonna shut down for, for a while. Yeah. Did you have any inkling that that was going to happen? Were there any warnings? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And did but you know, could you have known from the beginning even that yeah. that would have mm -hmm. happened? What mm -hmm. can you, that would be interesting to hear. Yeah. What was it that was like a red flag from the beginning that you ignored because you, know, you yeah. wanted it to work? I think... I see that, I mean, I observe this often with women mm -hmm. and in myself that like, mm -hmm. I sort of had this, like these rose colored glasses and like this, like disgusting level of optimism. And like, mm -hmm. all you can do is feed into like the potential that you see in someone, but that doesn't actually mean that like they will ever follow through or live up to it. It's really, your sort of like putting them on a weird pedestal that like they don't belong on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so there were definite signs, but I think in, in my nature and in my dating history, I was sort of like the giving tree where I just like mm. always put someone else's needs before my own so much so that like, I didn't, I'm just now like learning that I have needs that I should like think about and, mm. and care about and focus on. And so I think I just gave so much of myself away in past relationships where I didn't know what a healthy relationship looked like. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
this person was just another person that took and took and took and took a lot from me, but mm-hmm. I had been so used to that that I like, I was so quick to ignore the red flags because I had yeah. seen them in other people before. Yeah. It was just a bad pattern. And that was yes. like on me, really. Yes. Um, I don't know if that answered your question at all. Well, it does answer my question. And and I think you're 100% right that women do authentically want relationships so deeply that they put on those rose colored glasses and say, well, you know, it can, I'll ignore this because I'm getting so much and he could be, you know, the father of my children and, you know, everybody's got something and whatnot. And they, you know, ignore the fact that their, their boyfriend or husband is just taking and they are um, inflexible and intransigent and, and finally start getting mean. Mm-hmm. And then they're in a situation where they're like, okay, you know, finally they're like, well, he's being meaner to me than I am to myself. And then they're able to kind of walk away at that point eventually or not. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, or they sort of are forced to break up with a person because mm-hmm. they now resent that person so much when, yes. because they gave so much to that person, that person took it. Yep. And then you're like, wait a minute, like you're actually taking advantage, but I, you know, I offered it in the first place. You took advantage. Can I really be mad at you? But now I'm mad at you. Um, so exactly. it's weird. Um, but yeah, I, I was definitely very turned off from dating. I did mm-hmm. the app thing. Um, and those were like short stints of like, I'm going to try it. And then it was like, right. oh, I can't even get a conversation to work. I'm going to get off of it and say like, I'll meet someone like when they break into my house, you know, um, <laughs> you know, so I, I very much went back and forth on that. And, and I think um, the pandemic definitely challenged my perspective on work. Um, and also meeting my partner challenged what my relationship was with work as well, which is sort of where we are now. Exactly. So tell us about how you met your husband. Yeah, we met on an app. We like to say, Uh uh, we met through a mutual friend, the internet. Um, and, uh, we met on hinge and I like hinge because instead of like looking at a photo and like two sentences and saying Mm -hmm. yes or no, um, there's a little bit more depth. It's more vertical and you have multiple photos and question prompts and you can comment on a photo or you can answer their question or you can make a comment on their question, like their answer Mm -hmm. and start a conversation. So um, I actually responded to something that he said and unfortunately, Hinge is like, sorry, we can't recall any of your conversations because you're you deleted your account. Um, which <laughs> I'd love to go back to those, but anyway, um, he had said, it, I think it had said, "What are you looking for?" And on and his response was to like have a conversation that lasts, um, <laughs> which I thought was funny because like that is the whole issue with apps is that like things just like fizzle out so quickly. So I responded, was like, it shouldn't be that hard, you know? Um, And so that sort of opened the door to a conversation and we just sort of were able to share 
um, you know, relational stories about our experiences there and whatever. And this was actually April 10th of 2020. Um, oh, wow. And yeah. And so we, at that moment in time, the pandemic was new. Oh, yeah. um, and it was supposed to be over in Charlotte on May 8th. I don't know if you remember, but um, they had said on May 8th it would be over. And then it got pushed back to May 15th because I, I remember those dates well, because when we connected, May 8th would have been like three weeks away. And we were like, OK, well, should we meet in person or right. should we wait until it's over on May right. 8th? Um, and then the date got pushed back and we were like, well, we may as well not wait because like May 15th is forever away. And then fast right. forward to plus years and it's like still going. So that's right. I'm glad we, I'm glad we didn't wait. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Did you we, meet outside? No, we met in my house, <laughs> which is also like a huge no-no, but um, I- During the lockdown. Yeah. And April 10th was, you know, a couple weeks into like when the pandemic really became real in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had lost most of my clients already, mm -hmm. um, during March. And so I had all the time in the world and we just FaceTimed for like five hours a day. And then, um, I felt like he wasn't going to murder me. And so he came to our first date at my house. I love that. Did you cook dinner? No, we ordered pizza. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. And did you know right away? Yes. I knew before he even came to my house. I knew before I met him in person. Was there like a moment where you're like, yep, that's the one? Or like, what was it? How did you know? Well, really, I knew. So I knew there was something really special about him when we were FaceTiming. Um, he was just really funny and really easy to talk to. And I was like, okay, this is different. Uh -huh. However, I had had other experiences with, with past people before. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait for the other shoe to drop. Like he's going to have a family or he's going to like be, have something wrong with him. You know, he's going to show up with like some, you know, like, I don't even know what I imagined him to show up to my house with, with, and um, I really knew he was the one after we had been dating for a few months, I was still waiting for like the shoe to drop. And I was like, something has to be wrong with you. Like there has to be something <laughs> because there's no reason why there shouldn't be something wrong with you. And, um, I had ordered some patio furniture and I came home from work one day and he had like put it all together. Oh, and, and he, and I was like, oh my gosh, not only is that just like so sweet in general, but it was particularly meaningful to me because I had never had someone be so thoughtful to like do something that would be so helpful to me. Like he knew that like, that would be extremely helpful to me. Um, because I did not want to do that. And it would take me forever. And it would probably push it off three months before I did it myself. And so he knew that it would be so meaningful. And that meant a lot to me. And that's when I knew I was like, okay, here's this person that wants to do sweet things for me. And I had never been with anyone like that. Yeah, it was a completely selfless act. Mm -hmm. Yes, a handyman also is exactly what <laughs> who you want to marry. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was kind of like beginning days and, mm -hmm. and then what occurred with your relationship where you kind of knew it was really progressing into something and you had stopped waiting for the other 
shoot a drop? Yeah, um, well, it, we weren't, I mean, it's only 2022 and we're already married. Mm-hmm. So um, right. things, things moved pretty quickly. Um, I think, you know, in the in the very beginning, he was very much stuck in his ways of because he had also been very independent and a loner. And so we were very much the same, but different. Um, and so he had sort of started to change his ways and was like more interested to like change his schedule to spend time together and things like that. And, and I was also like, okay, I'm going to also be flexible around work and Mm -hmm. make time. And so we both had sort of like changed a little bit and been more Mm -hmm. open to that. And he like moved in, um, in January of 2021. So we were together about nine months before he moved in. Um, and I would say that's sort of where things changed because I was like, okay, he's like moving in with me. This is like the real deal. Um, Mm -hmm. and we did go through some pretty important sort of life moments together. Unfortunately, we had to put both of his dogs down um, within like 30 days of each other. Oh, no, 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 no. And within 30 days of him moving in, um, mm. it was awful. Um, and, mm. and because the dogs were, I mean, my dogs were also a very important part of my life, but his dogs were even more an important part of his life, like mm. going through that with him and just, it was just a very, um, experience where we got very close um Mm -hmm. because it was like a very tragic sequence of events so I would say that was sort of where I was like okay like we're really bonded here um and this is like really happening yeah oh I'm so sorry for for those losses I just lost my dog recently and I can't even imagine losing two in a month that would be horrendous yeah and then nine months later, we had to put one of mine down. So we went from like four dogs to one dog, like very Mm. quickly. Um, I, yeah, I mean, dogs are, if you're a dog person, you know, that like your dogs are like your children. Um, it's tragic. I'm sorry for your loss as well. Um, but it was a very, um, I think impactful moment in our relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, right. You know, for better, for worse. Right. You can see how the other reacts to grief, to stress, to really important life moments and how mm-hmm. they treat you. Do they, um, you know, just avoid you and, you mm-hmm. know, disappear or do they share and, and cry with you and, and whatnot? So that was really important. Um, and then did you find out of curiosity, is it different being married and living together versus just living together? Yes. The one main difference I would, you know, people are like, how's married life? And I'm like, oh, it's the same. Um, Mm -hmm. Except that I will say a big difference between just living together versus being married is that I find that when, now that we're married, we really get through disagreements and arguments much faster because Mm. we have nowhere to go. And (laughs) we can't um, escape. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just like going to be together. So you may as well like figure it out. And so Mm. I find that like, you know, you don't sweat the small stuff as much. And also like the big things you just sort of like deal with because, you know, when you're living together, but not committed in that way, someone can go to their apartment or someone can 
leave or you can like break up or um, whatever. You can drag it out for five days if you want, because you could throw yourself into work and just not Mm -hmm. pay attention to it. Whereas like when you're living together and you're married, it's like, yeah, this would just better figure this out because otherwise we're just going to be in misery for the next however many days until we do. So we may as well move faster. I would say that's the biggest difference I've noticed. Yeah. That's, that's really good. And it's strange to me. Sometimes I'll talk to someone and they'll say that they're in a fight with their, their boyfriend or their spouse, and they're not talking in the house for days on end. I cannot, I cannot even imagine that at all. Like, I don't know how people survive that, frankly. Yeah, we, we can't, um, I, Mm -hmm. I couldn't, um, but I think when you're dating and, or just living together and someone may have like a second location they can go um it's sort of easy to do that like you could just go to work and be like oh I was busy or no I can't come over because I have to work late or I have a work thing or I have right. this other thing so it's like when you're married though it's like there's nowhere to go you may as well yep. just like deal with it exactly exactly so how did he propose so on our first date, we ate pizza and watched Dirty Dancing for whatever reason oh. that was like on TV. Um, oh. We've now since gone to the place in Virginia where like Dirty Dancing was filmed and oh. checked it out and stuff. It's actually really close to here. I think it's near Blacksburg, Virginia. But mm-hmm. um, and so my mom was in town for Mother's Day last year and um so he had intended to ask me on like a Saturday morning and he hadn't been sleeping any of the days leading up to it and so I had dropped my mom off where she was staying on Friday night and uh-huh. I got home it's like 8 30 and he was like we have to talk and I was like okay um <laughs> And so Dirty Dancing was actually on, but it's like always on TV, like cable. So I like didn't really think anything of it, but I was like, oh, Dirty Dancing, cute. (laughs) Um, And I was like literally wearing sweatpants and sitting on the couch. And my mom had brought my favorite thing, sponge candy from New York, which like most people don't even know what that is. But anyways, I had just shoved a piece of it in my mouth (laughs) and I was like ranting about family stuff. And he was like, I need to get your opinion on something. And I was like, okay. And he like got down on like next to the couch on one knee. Also he was wearing like sweats. Um, (laughs) and he was just like rambling and I wish I would have written it down what he said, but he, he said, I want to get your opinion on something. And he said, um, you know, this, is where we met and this is like where we've fallen in love and this is where we built our family and all that good stuff and this is where we put dogs down and this is where we you know have built a life together and he asked if I'd marry him and he pulled out a ring and yeah it was it was perfect because it was just for us you know it wasn't like anything crazy or like it was just really nice. Oh my gosh, I've got tears. Yeah. <laughs> it was just for you. Yeah. 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 And then he started to um hyperventilate and freak out <laughs> because he was like, I haven't slept in days and I'm so nervous and I don't oh. know why I'm nervous. And 
um, he was like hyperventilating and like dry heaving and I felt so <laughs> bad for him. Um, but yeah, it was great because Aww. then like the next day, my mom was physically in Charlotte to like celebrate with us. And mm. so we got to spend the weekend with family and it was really good. And did he give you a special ring? Uh, yes. So we had gone, I don't know if you can like really see it, but we Ooh. had gone, um, we had gone to look at rings and he, um, uh, we had picked out like the band and, um, we had looked at a few diamonds and it's really funny. The ring story is funny because the diamond that we both really loved was like, um, sort of middle of the road as it relates uh-huh. to like the budget that we were going for. and. Uh-huh. Um, sort of on the higher end of the budget. So um, the sales lady had said, you know, if you don't buy this diamond today, like I I don't know, you know, it's not going to be available. And so he was just like, you know, I'm not ready, whatever. And so um, he, the week before he proposed, actually, he said um, he was so pissed. And I was like, why are you so pissed? He said, because the sales lady called him and said, hey, I lost your ring information. I didn't put it in the system and the card disappeared. Like you guys have to come back. And oh. so she was so mad. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. We'll just like go back because like that original diamond wasn't going to be there anyway. So like we may as well like go back. Well, he had gotten the diamond. Oh, um, so he used that story to like throw me off. Um, and I was like, and so then like, yeah, he proposed and I was like, oh my gosh, this like, I'm not a diamond expert, but this like, looks like the diamond that we had looked looked at. And he was like, it is the diamond that we looked at. I thought that was so sweet. It's a beautiful diamond. I was almost wondering if you'd gone with like a black diamond or something that was on brand. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought I would, but when we were looking around, I didn't really see anything that I really loved. Um, and so. Here we are with a little yeah. classic. Solitaire. It's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. What advice would you give to single women who are pursuing their career dreams, but also want to prioritize love and relationships? I definitely think being really proactive about making space for someone else is important. Um, not to say that if you make space for someone, they're going to materialize, but um, like you have to try and you have to go out and you have to put yourself in places where you're going to potentially meet people. Um, mm-hmm. so you like have to like be pretty active. And I, I think that, um, you can still do that while you're really focused on work. It's just like figuring out how to organize your priorities at any given time. Um, and I would say like, I, I myself wasn't really that great about it, but like mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend, I had a couple girlfriends that were single. And so we used to have dates with each other where we would go right. out, but we weren't going to go out to have meaningful conversations with each other because if you go out with your girlfriends, you're just going to pay attention to your girlfriends. So we went out, we had those dates where we would like engage each other and like catch up and do all that. And then these dates were specifically like, we're going out to like, not have meaningful conversations with each other, but to like pay attention to our surroundings and like, see who we can meet and 
Um, and so that, like, even that mindset of mm. like, I'm going to be ha like, have my radar on and I'm going to like be active in how I'm setting aside time to, to actively like look and engage people and try to meet people. I think sort of just like opening the door to that is meaningful. I love that. So being very intentional about your time with your friends and going out and potentially meeting people. Um, that's good because a lot of times people do go out and they just talk to each other and then they're like, I never meet anybody. It's like, well, yeah. there's different ways mm -hmm. of doing that. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. I love it. And do you think that, um, with social media and dating sites and apps being so relevant, do you recommend that people try to sort of brand themselves in terms of dating? Do you think that that's kind of a strategy? I don't know. I think, I think if that is something that feels comfortable to someone, I think you totally could. I mean, mm -hmm. I think I had branded myself the opposite way of just like over independent, don't need anybody. Um, right. uh, but I think, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's opportunities to, to brand yourself a certain way. I think that just being open-minded um, and presenting yourself as such is important. Um, for example, I have a friend that is on the apps, but is very quick to like write people off. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, well, we're not there to do that. And I could be that way too. Like I've been that way before, mm -hmm. um, but like you're there to be open-minded. You're there to like see where things go. So don't, try to like kill people you've not even met yet. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I think, I think being on there and engaging and just seeing where it can go, um, if nothing else, especially if you're career driven, hopefully there could be like networking opportunities or, um, they have a friend that you could meet or, or whatever. Um, I think, I think there are some wins that can come out of it regardless. I love it. Um, when I work with somebody with online dating, we always get great, great um, images, photos, outdoor, mm -hmm. indoor, and we help them with their, um, their profile write-up and whatnot. So that in itself is a type of branding and marketing um, completely because yeah, you only sure. have like two seconds for a guy to make a decision, you know, to yeah, and, right or left. Yeah. And I would say like the best thing that someone could do when they're branding themselves on their app or on their bio is to highlight the positive things about who you are and what you're looking for. Because I recall when I was on there, there were a lot of people that were like, know this, know that I don't do this. I don't like that. And it's yep. like, why don't, why don't you lead with like what you do like and what you do enjoy instead of like what you don't, because like you lost me at the negativity. Exactly. And I get that like being on the apps can be difficult and like miserable sometimes, but it's like, don't let that like change who you are. Like if you're going to yeah. play the game, put on a Jersey and like play the freaking game. Like don't like cry about playing the game or like cry on the bench. Like that doesn't make any sense. Just like put on a happy face and like see what happens. Brilliant. Great advice. Thank you, Corey. This has been it's so much fun. I love seeing you. I love hearing your, your love story. And I can't wait to see what rolls out for you in the future. I'll be waiting and watching. And uh, do you have any charities that you are affiliated with? 
that you'd like to share? Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for asking and thank you for having me again. Um, so one um, nonprofit that I'm like really um, very much trying to support at the moment is called Samaritan House. Um, yeah. I just joined their board. They are doing really incredible work for the homeless population in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. um, they are a medical respite. And so they're sort of like a brokering a brokerage place between, you know, someone um, without housing goes into the hospital because they're sick or they have cancer or, or they need surgery or what have you, um, you know, before they just go back out sort of into the community, maybe they are, don't have a home to go to, maybe they're going to a shelter, mm -hmm. the Samaritan house can house them and help them with any loose ends as it relates to their healthcare needs. And, um, helps um with their caseworker to try to like make sure they do have a place to go um mm -hmm. whether it's short or long-term housing and so um there are like they have a house in charlotte and and they have like a consistent flow of of great of people that they're helping get back on their feet after they've they've had some medical issues so um it's really lovely um they have actually um a luncheon coming up in the spring that they'll start fundraising for soon and um, they also are selling in collaboration with Mallory Candle Company, they're um, selling candles um, oh. with holiday scents. And so $15 from the candle goes back to the, the charity. So they're one that I always like to shout out. Okay, good. We'll put it in the show notes. And then where can people find you? Um, BlackWednesday.co is a good way, place to find me. And also I'm Corey a smith across all social it's c-o-r-r-i-a smith wonderful Corey. thanks again lovely to see you thank you Lori. thanks for listening to love on the go i hope you join us on our next episode you can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts also if you enjoyed it it'd be great if you left us a review i'd appreciate it in the meantime to learn more about me and how my team can help you visit carolinasmatchmaker.com until next time